Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Daza Marcel on Stop the Damn Match. listening to stop the damn match podcast usually with marcel and daz but this week it's daz and our special guest the one that only mr william eva is, is that where i come in and say yeah you're absolutely right <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds right yeah, fair play fair play no nah, nah, good uh so people who don't know much about you what is if you could say in Three sentences. What is Billy Evil all about? Three sentences. Um, peace, love, and throwing Odjo into the fans at Progress Wrestling. That's not really free, but um, yeah. <laughs> but you, when I watched that video, I, I hundred percent sure I heard you heard someone shout "move." So it's their own I fault. Mean, I've gone on, I've gone on this loads of times. The fact that uh, the spot in particular, they are called Destination Everywhere, and I went Spike Destination Everywhere. Went, no, William, Destination Chairs. And I'd, <laughs> I'd done a particular maneuver with Paul Robinson of the same thing. Yeah, I g'd it up here. I g'd it up there. I gave move and perhaps not enough time. But at the end of the day, it was Ojmo. And if you see the stamp of Ojmo, he weighs about. As much as seven bags of Tate and Lyle sugar, although other sugars are available, of course. So, <laughs> yeah. Nah, exactly. True. So, I'm a big fan, and weirdly, we had a bit of a moment. You probably can't remember, but a show at the O2 Academy in Birmingham, and there was a crowd of young kids queuing to go into a gig of sorts, and you were interacting. What? You were interacting with your with your microphone. As, as I do, if I have a microphone and a speaker and a crowd, I'm going to try and entertain as best as I can. I remember the security give out to me as well. Yeah, they yeah. all remember that. Yeah, the security, <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to move you on. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then uh, weirdly, me and you, you had a bit of a peck on the lips in the, in the queue. I mean, nowadays, it's as good as uh, giving someone a kiss or getting close enough to them. Do you know what I mean? You could potentially kill a thousand people, so... You know, we must relish these moments, you know. Exactly. I haven't, kiss. I haven't washed my lips since. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll kiss that wife, the wife of yours with those same lips. <laughs> so, I follow you online and everyone else should follow you online. Uh, I've liked seeing your some of your training videos 
online. Has it been hard for you, do you think, to keep in shape? Um, it has been for many reasons. I was for, I'm fortunate enough to have like a gym at home. So when everything went to the, the way of the pair, but then it's just kind of getting the motivation uh, to do it because there's a lot of external factors happening in my personal life that made things a little bit difficult. So it's hard to keep in shape in general, really, on a day-to-day basis, let alone the fact that the world has ended. And uh, yeah, it's always a struggle, specifically when um, life happens. So Definitely. it has been difficult. I fell off the wagon. And I'm um, trying to get back on it now, so... Well, you, you, t- to me, I think, that watching them videos, I'm not a guy that works out, but I enjoyed watching them, and it made me think, hold on, I need to kick up the ass and get a bit... get in shape a little bit here. Yeah. And I like the ones you did with... where you had other people with you, like Chuck Mambo and stuff. Oh, yeah, really, really enjoyed doing that with Mambo. I like, like doing everything with Mambo, do you know what I mean? He's a, he's a good person to be around, and, uh, yeah, we were motivating ourselves, and... It was it was weird because that period of time it was like April, end of April, um, middle of May or early May. We done it. We done like sixteen straight days of training, and the weather was glorious. You would have thought we were having some sort of odd summer. Yeah. So um, that that's a motivation. If the sun is shining, I think you should be out, outside training when everyone else is saying stay indoors. Get in so, the garden, make get out, go for a run and yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, it was nice. Also following your, your online, I've said to you personally that you've helped motivate me in other ways, like with some of your words and like, if I'm feeling a bit crap, I'll, you'll you'll say something online that triggers me and it's like, hold on, there's, that is a better thing than feeling down in the dumps. You're, you're, you're quite a man with words. And I was wondering if you ever considered doing like motivational speaking, because I know you're a fan of Mark Merrow who does uh, similar things. Yeah, absolutely. It's something I thank you for that as well. I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm glad some of the stuff I say is actually coherent and uh, people can understand. Um, I had done and I was very fortunate enough to meet Mark uh, before, you know, the very last rest when there was actually people yep. in attendance um, in New Jersey. I actually was fortunate enough to go out and uh, attend a, one of Mark's talks at a school. Wow. And I spoke with him afterwards. He made he like spoke to him beforehand. And I had kind of you know, tried to bend his ear in terms of how to get involved in that sort of avenue, you know? Yeah. Uh, definitely something I would I would really enjoy doing and uh, just share my sort of testimony in my life with wrestling and everything else in between. I think, uh, yeah. No, definitely. I actually bumped into you at that, over that weekend. Outside the Barclays Centre. Was that, was that NXT or... Yeah, was, it, was that outside or inside? Outside and... Uh... I think uh, between us, we scared a few American fans that had no idea what was going on because you you vamped it up. Oh yeah, I'm always I'm always on me. Like uh, I think there was a sign. I think it was something about like Adam Cole baby, and I, I grabbed one of the signs, and I, I think I was I was with a couple of uh, American pals, and yeah, <laughs> I remember I, I, I particularly I don't don't remember the face of yours, but I remember meeting uh, like self English fans. A really funny one was. I was inside and I was either speaking with Jimmy Havoc and I was with Chris Brooks at the time. And I'm with Chris Brooks and a fan comes to me and goes, hey, Bill, this, that, and the other. And he's all going, oh, man, big fan. I'm right next to Brooks. And he didn't even acknowledge Chris Brooks. And I thought, it's a bit funny. That's <laughs> um... <Nah>, sure. <laughs> I, I think it, it, it's good that it shows what, what that you're well known, that people are even spotting you when they're, they're there at one of like, the biggest weekends 
in wrestling the world and spot you and know instantly to give it I love this day shouting it and oh yeah my wife when we spotted you she was like don't fucking say it don't fucking say it and then I was like shut up (laughs) it's it's genuinely humbling don't get me wrong like we're um, we're all going to be larger than life characters some are some ain't I mean real off the list there but um, but it's truly humbling because you know it's uh I mean, I could kind of go off into the, you know, the unfortunate losses we've had recently. Yeah. A lot of people like to talk about, bear in mind, I go off on tangents, but, um, you know, we're all kind of, we're all kind of struggling, we're all kind of battling, you know, in life. And especially when you've you got something as big as pro wrestling, we've got to go out and entertain and hopefully give the best of your ability. Is There's a lot of insecurities within wrestling that a lot of people don't really acknowledge. And I suppose, you know, I've, I've seen your tweets and stuff and you, you've been quite vocal, whereas a lot of people are looking over here, they're looking at other things that really don't matter. Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm not downplaying the allegations on Twitter, but like I said, it's, it's awful and a lot of those allegations have been false. Definitely. Uh, and it's just, uh, yeah, just people who also have, I'd say, underlying mental health conditions, and that's this is not a, a slur, but they want to try and hurt someone, cancel them, because they don't like something in particular about that person. Exactly. Well, The real... Yeah. It's like me, me and the wife were speaking the other day about it, and I, and I said, "See, if something happens, back for instance, someone don't get doesn't get paid, that's the wrestlers that do. That's not it's not my issue. That's not for me to hate on someone because I've heard that they didn't pay someone. That could have just been hearsay for all yeah. I know. It it's like that's for the wrestler to sort out between themselves, not for fans to get involved in. Absolutely, but we don't get involved if I don't know, like Danny Dyer doesn't get paid for extenders. We we wouldn't get involved then." So why do I think, as wrestling fans, that we need that they need to you need to get involved? It's like we're rest, we're punters at the end of the day. We're not we're not part of the business. This and I agree. And at the same time, although you're hundred percent right with that, at the same time we're all fans. The difference between a wrestler and a punter and a fan, punter fan, I get it. Punter, I know the scratch. You punter, yep. but like it's it's like the curtain's been. I say the curtain's been removed. There is no curtain anymore Definitely. because even the boys are, are, are trying too much to bring them involved, get involved. I get it. It's good to have a relationship with the fans. If you're a villain, you have a relationship, but you choose a different side. Um, but like, because it's so open and companies are bad for it as well. Even the top companies are bad for it. Yeah, definitely. So people think they're part of it and they think, unless you've come down a train and you've had a go at wrestling, and even that sometimes isn't enough, you, you're exactly right. Danny Dyer doesn't get paid. No one, no one batters an eyelid. Yeah, that's his business. If whatever, a promotion, whatever, X, Y, and Z, it's not a business to the fans to start digging them out. That's, that's, a, that's a, a private matter, really. Money shouldn't really, it shouldn't really go to socials, really. No. Especially when a worker tries to dig, dig out someone. And especially pathetic, when, really, but... when, the, when the fans take it that far that they start playing with people's lives, it's, 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 fuck it. it's, it's embarrassing to be a fan at that point. You're like, hold on, what the fuck? Oh, don't get me started because you know, like I myself, I was attacked for a promo I put on David Starr, and I knew I'd met Max backstage, and I didn't like the way he done business. If I'm, if I'm honest, right. I know it's a bit hypocritical for me now, and I also wanted to do business because you know I myself have done a fair bit in wrestling. This is not like a brag. This is common knowledge. You know, I'm a former world champion, all that good stuff. Yep. And I love old TT, so like I put a promo out and I mentioned Dan Edler. Big, big deal. Like, and then these people that jumped on it and 
I get slurred with being part of Team Pedophile or Team David Starr, at least Lucy Openshaw. That's a name I'll throw out there. Pathetic, really. I've seen things it's where it's, it's one of them where for a while, even though I, I'm a huge fan of yours, it was, it was reading it and it was like, I was like, hold on, I feel bad where to the point where I'm I'm in mentioning anyone's name now because it feels like anyone's going to get dragged into it. And I, and then I was I was like, I read the things about you and I was like, hold on, is it, this can't be the same guy that sends me random voice tweets. He, I was like, I felt when I was getting them, I was like, you know me from fucking Adam, but you're going out of your way to respond to me. Like, and I was like, this doesn't sound about right. And then the more I read into it, I was like, nah, it's, it's just people seem to jump on one thing and don't look into what they're jumping onto. They just run with something. Yeah, I mean, it is, like I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not condoning Dan Edler's actions. I, he, I'm not. I don't want to. It's common knowledge. Yeah. But like, it was, it was like creating something that was said that I just jumped on and thought I want to try and make a beef with David Starr in a business sense. Yeah. Why not? OTT retweeted it. There was no concern, and then a few people, and then. People start picking out and picking you up on these little things. I did a promo on a, my stand on my in my car. Oh, that's illegal. Give over. I even spoke to traffic cops. I said, is that a problem? I said, it's not affecting the thing. People will try and jump on the littlest things to try and throw shade over somebody. And we can see the effects it has. A lesser person, not a lesser person, mind you, someone who's you know, weaker of mind in a, any sort of mental state, and they're feeling attacked and they're feeling, no, anything could happen. You know what I mean? They could take it out on their loved ones or take it out on themselves. Yeah. Yeah, the fans don't realise this. No, nah, there's a person behind that behind that Twitter profile that you're tweeting. It's not just some... You're not tweeting a robot. You're actually tweeting a human being. It's, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're all, we're all human beings. We're all feelings and everything like that. Definitely. And a lot of people don't understand. They just think they're, they're just... Our wrestlers are impenetrable to words. And some ain't. I, I, for one, won't, won't take it. You can't cancel me because to be cancelled, you'll have to, you know, go, like try and run away. I left Twitter because it is it is an awful state. My Twitter now is a parody, yeah. if I'm honest. It's a parody because wrestling has become a parody. I remember Daniel Bryan said that about Cena a few years ago. It's a parody now. It's so just no fans. Wrestling to absolutely no fans. I mean, I could give my gripes about it, but like for me now... <clears throat> We can see it. Obviously, circumstances in the world have dictated this, but it's just, will it ever return exactly. to a full capacity? Where we've got independent shows running up down the country. Yeah, but the restrictions will be so tight. You probably won't even be able to chant, or you'll be getting... It's just, it's not feasible for an independent promotion anyway now. No. And How are you going to run a show? Unless, you know? It was some of the companies that flirted with the idea of running shows, and I think I had tickets for, for one, one of my pals had uh, he'd find a way where we'd pay on the door basically and mm-hmm. I got it came to like a couple of weeks getting closer to it and I was like you know what nah I'm not feeling it it's not and to be honest it's got to it, it it's annoying myself that I'm not really missing it as badly as I thought I would have anymore mm-hmm. which to me is like my wife doesn't believe it because I'm borderline obsessed with like pro wrestling and I think it's only certain wrestlers and certain promotions that I think now I'd be like, right, okay, I'll return for that. But some of the big promotions, I think they've, they've let themselves down massively, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, and we could, we, could, we could name names we don't need to. It's common knowledge again in terms of certain, certain companies that try and, you know, sing 
these uh, sing from the hymn sheet, as it were, and try and promote all this inclusivity and all this great stuff. But fundamentally, it's flawed anyway. Definitely. And they're hypocrites, really, if I'm honest. Because I've worked with most of them. And I've seen it with my own eyes. Definitely. You know, you just want to toe the line and, you know, pay respects to the veterans when in actual fact, realistically, on the British scene, there are no veterans, really. No, not anymore. What veterans do we have? Yeah, we don't. We don't have anyone that's, like, been within the scene for more than 20 years or 15, you know, 20 years. Of course, there are a few, but then they don't get on the shows that you should. You should be having people like Roy Knight backstage on many shows. These, like, top guys that are aging. James Mason. People like Jack Sexsmith, agent in shows. Give me a break. Yeah, there's James Mason and wrestlers like that. And Dean Ormark, you're like, why are these guys not... Like, Dean Ormark, why is he not on all the shows? He's, he's a fucking brilliant wrestler. Oh, we look. We could go. We could go to the hill about that. The best guys are on the camps. The all stars, the traveling touring shows, the all stars, uh, the mega slams. Um, LDN wrestling has a, a small core roster, but again, they've got a great sound mind for for the wrestling and to entertain the fans. Yeah, not to try and kill each other in the ring with these stupid moves. You know, definitely. It's good. It's it's fantastic. You have it in an odd match, but when you're having it like. <sighs> That, I see. I'm kind of getting my stripe, my my gripes with wrestling is coming out in. That's I love it. But. That's the that's the main thing that when we watch matches on the podcast that Marcel he he always prefers older wrestling because he's like he doesn't like that a Canadian destroyers every other move nowadays. He, he he likes where you'd build up to the big dangerous spot or the main event would be the only one with a dangerous spot in it. Where now it's mm. kill yourself in the opener. Like how how's the second match meant to follow it when they've done something like that? You've obviously got to do something even more shock value. It's yeah, I mean I remember Peter, Peter, Peter Williams did the Canadian destroyer. Excuse me, I'm stumbling. Peter Williams did the Canadian destroyer. That was it. You know what I mean? Unless it was a big match, you might get a kick from it. Yeah. But that was it. And then when every person's doing it, they're trying to, to do more ludicrous ways and it's not ending the match. What's the point? And then you end up getting a roll up or something, do you know what I mean? Or something like, well, yeah. unless it's screwy, it doesn't really make sense. But so I think Chris Brooks is the only one who gets away with the roll up because he, I think he, he was doing it as a piss take to say, Look, I'm gonna win matches with a roll up kind of thing. Yeah, but you could legitimately beat someone with a roll up, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, you can legitimately beat someone if you wanted to. I mean, get the tights for a start, right? Yeah, or use your body weight to your advantage. If you were to pin someone down, you can do a roll up. So I'm not knocking the roll up, roll up's great. I mean, if I ever return to wrestling. You definitely know I'm bringing bringing the GV roll up, mate. That's just coming. That's happen. See when you just you said I mean? if you return to wrestling, in my eyes there can't be a no ifs or buts. I think the way you've carried yourself during lockdown as well, and online, like you said with the parody, I think yeah, yeah it has to be a return somewhere. Well, the, the thing is, it's it's for me. It's like will wrestling return? Definitely. Do I want to put my my body on the line, my life on the line? For fans that don't even appreciate it. Yeah. You know? And especially the majority of fans now, you know, like <clears throat> I don't don't particularly see what I'm I mean, yeah, with, with certain instances, the way I interact. Give me a give me a chance to be a good guy, give me a chance to be a bad guy, and I'll fulfill those roles to a T. Definitely. But even now, because of the way I'm perceived, and it, like again, don't get me wrong, no water off my back, it didn't matter. Do you know what I mean? I ain't gonna lose any sleep. No. I'd love to come back. But it would have to make sense. I ain't coming back for some like, oh, yeah, we're going to put you in this match because someone can't make it. No, it's okay. Give me a bit of meat. Give me something to 
you know, to run with. Exactly. And that, I mean, that'll I get people invested in you because it'll be like, oh, hold on, the storyline, all these promos online, we you can't miss them, kind of. Not a, oh, he's fighting against Wrestler X just, cause, just because, basically, there's no reason why. Yeah, no, like, the one, the one thing I, I kind of went against me, like, because as well as that, during the lockdown, the first stage of the lockdown we were going through, people were all like, oh, like, even the workers, they were doing, like, these depressing videos in, like, their, their basement doing a workout. I thought, I'm going to do something. I'm going to make something happen. If there's no wrestling, become wrestling. Yeah. Simply put. And, yeah, my, I, my thing was I chased after David Starr, like, but OTT were interested. But obviously, realistically, when was the next show going to happen? And then David Starr gets stripped. Yeah. Wow. Right, it wasn't due to me. Obviously, it was due to himself. Yeah. Um, KSI, I've got business with KSI. If they ever want to kind of make something, Progress could have done it, but they decided against because appeasing fans that he said something out of line. So I'm going after that. And then there's other things. And I, I weren't really generating one sort of thing. For me, everyone is a target in wrestling. If you ain't with me in wrestling, you're a target. If I'm, if I don't agree with something you're doing, or I've got like whatever, that doesn't be a legitimate beef. I don't have a legitimate beef with everyone backstage, but I can create business. Definitely. And I can give you reasons why. Not just yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh, black guy in pants is working black guy in pants, and they're going to shake hands afterwards. No. No. Not a bit of me. I w- yeah. So I'm like, long and the short of it was, I will come back if it's worth it, but. It isn't the be-all or end-all, because that was another thing that I felt. It used to be the be-all and end-all was getting to, like, my my, my goal was get to WWE. Yeah. And the stuff of NXT UK as well, just a parody. Why not? I love Why that. Why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why not? Why not come for them? What's to say they can't? I mean, they're blocking me left, right, and centre. Don't mind. Cool. But that works in have, your favour. Of course, there's certain people. They want there's certain people that won't block me because they'll know I just make a song and dance about it. There you go, Ilya Dragunov blocking me. It's just beautiful. Yeah, guy's a coward. I'd love, I'd relish the opportunity. I dropped him on his head at Ali Pali. Yeah, didn't do nothing about him. I, I bait him about the ring like a coward that he is. His little red contacts. He don't phase me, and he wouldn't dare. He wouldn't dare speak to me because he knows I'll have him up with even not even in the ring. I'll have him up. I'll have him in a promo, and he'll just his contacts will just melt because he's a melt. So that's with, business, baby. What? Uh, see, my thing I, I wanted to see the end of was how uh, do not resuscitate. What? What was the end goal there? I was intrigued with that. I, li- I liked it as a group play. I like to hate you. Yeah, well, that's it. We we relished in that role. But again, I will say this, poor booking, absolutely shoddy booking. A lot of the stuff that happened, we had to force, we had to make things out. We had to go out and do promos. Aussie Open title match, I said, come, we'll challenge them. What do Aussie Open want with us? And what do we want with them? They're tag champions, who cares? So I said, if they're going to put us in a match, make it a title match, because we ain't just any old clans. We've been around the game. We are progress. We had a problem in London at Progress, right? Yeah. The Midlands lot come in and took our bloody, our spots. And we just stood there, with our, you know, with ever, whatever in our hands. And we just let them take it. The Travis Bankses, the Aussie Albans. And what? The guys that helped build that, when we were backstage, we come up through the ranks. And then we we thrown by the wayside because they, they appealed to these fans because they pandered to them. Fans don't care about them. They care about what these political agendas are, yeah. which is Tony McCoy anyway. 
the daft thing is it could have worked like they could have done something like that like a London the London lot against the Midlanders coming in and event like hold on what the fuck we want that could have worked well, so well like especially with you guys that were all in the group well there was there was there was an original plan because the thing is we had like I love Drew Parker he was part of, he was a good guy obviously it wouldn't work with, with DNR because obviously Drew's Midlands yeah but you know what I mean if we would have had like Roy Johnson or let me think Damon Moser that's someone brilliant really talent yeah. really good guy underrated can go in the ring give him a mic he'll talk and he can go like I, like I said like if we would have had Moser Mambo myself and Roy, Roy Johnson that's a formidable team Definitely. and there was something we were going to have here's a spoiler for you Grizzled Young Vets that was meant to be the guys from the Pro Joe, but then they gave it to those two twerks. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing. There was a lot at one point where it was bringing in people that had done stuff elsewhere rather than rather than use the talent you already got. It felt like. Yeah, we were overlooked, and that's not that's not a, a, a knock on James Drake and Zach Gibson. They're two great workers, fantastic guys, workers wise. Um. But uh, yeah, like they deserved it because they were they were they would obviously get a bit more bums in seats because they have that sort of like, uh, like I mean, come on, Zach Gibson's promo is golden. Yeah, you can't knock him. Wonderful stuff. Definitely. James Drake, like good work in the ring. Give him a microphone, he'll crumble. Like, but again, just just my opinion. Like, I I got respect for both of those guys in the ring. Fair play, and they're doing really well. So, all more credit to them. Definitely. What I wanted to get into was like I loved the pasta, and now I love Bill. But what? How how did the evolution from pasta to Bill kind of come about? Um, it's quite an interesting one, really. I mean, now I was relishing the pasta role because I myself have, have, have found my faith. I've become born again Christian, which I'm very proud to say. Cool, in the best possible way. So. I mean, if I was to bring out pasta now, I'd become a proper villain because I'd say stuff that people just don't want to hear. Definitely. And, uh, but um, aside from that, um, I actually emailed William Regal about two or three years ago to ask for a tryout. And I was coming back from, I was going out to Denmark to work a show and uh, I actually bought a William Regal figure for, uh, for Rob Brazer, a photographer, because um, he's a big William Regal fan. Right. As I come back, I, I received an email and it was very quite quick response I really respected that really appreciate that more so and he said uh, how's it going um, no problem getting a try it but apparently you've done you've, you've got a bit of form you've, you've served a bit of time because obviously it had been mentioned in the podcast of Jim Smallman yep. and such things and he was like um, well, WWE will not take on any new performers that have a criminal record and to me that was like a, a stab in the heart because that was like my last true hope at, uh, you know, I always, I knew that I'd come out and I'd reformed and I, you know, I mean, I served my time, I'm not saying I was, I mean, to change anything, the past is the past and I committed a crime and I, I served my time. Yeah. But to hear that and all the stuff I'd achieved, the work I'd put in, it just kind of felt redundant. Especially when and you really probably saw that email it. and first we were like the hope came home and then when you read it, it was. Yeah, like literally just like, you know, so, um. What was I think it was before Wembley we were doing um never mind the wrist locks or something. Yeah. And I was walking yeah, I was walking through Bond Street and I just had this kind of idea. I thought, imagine walking through with a speaker and a microphone and just because I follow Mark Mayer on certain inspirational think, uh, speakers, yep. 
Um, like I think uh, the geezers, Tom Irvin and stuff. We were in a group chat. We were talking. I love this. I love this day and I love it and all this stuff. And it just today's the greatest day of my yeah. life because every day is the greatest day of your life. Truly, truly, truly. If you really boil it down, what's happened yesterday doesn't matter. What happens tomorrow you can't control. It's beyond. Now is now is all we have and all this. Um, and I just it was just something like that and like everything else. I thought I'd get a loud suit, um, get a microphone, and a speaker, and just just do it and. That's what I did, and that was just that was it. That was just kind of the bad news that I'd received, which I've kind of killed a dream. But then at the same time, it wasn't just going to be like, "Well, I'm going to throw it all away." No, I'm going to do something completely different. No one's doing it, and uh, yeah, that's how it became. I thought it was brilliant. Also, yeah. Oh, thank By you. Way. Um, no, I mean I, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, uh, it's funny because progress as well. They didn't really have anything for me. It was really quiet. So again, it was, there was a multitude of things going on. And I was literally going to go blitzkrieg. I was just going to turn up at Progress with a speaker and microphone uh, where people are queuing up with a ballroom. And I was literally just going to do what I had done, the videos I'd put out, and just see what happens. Then by chance, if you want to give it a chance, I get an email out of the blue saying, oh, we've got this idea for a group. You want to be part of it? And I said, well, funnily enough, I was going to turn up anyway. So and they said, yeah, still do it. And all the rest, the rest is history. I ended up working Thatcher because of Tyler Bate getting hurt, yeah. which was one of my opponents I would have liked to have faced and it was a good good contest hard hitting legitimate because Thatcher's a geezer I really liked him a few Thatcher top draw backstage in the ring all round top bloke and he weirdly uh, reminds me of one of the werewolves from uh, Dog Soldier like looking at him I'm always every time I see him I'm like he's he wasn't like born he was just fucking made like he is a oh. specimen like he's brilliant he's a, he's a legitimate throwback wrestler he's like literally like lufez-esque yeah in his like physique and oh my days that was real i, mean, I remember he, he took me off the ropes and he gave us the, the sort of like the irish oh sorry it's the english send or throw and he threw me like a wet bit of paper he <laughs> launched me and i thought wow <laughs> you know guy is he's like cesaro levels and he? he's got that like solid frame yeah not too bulky but he's he is strong, like you like you said, superhuman levels of strength. You know, what I mean? he just looks so fucking intense as well when he's oh. in the ring. You look at him and you're like, this guy is is he's he's in the game. He's in the fucking zone. Like, look at him. He's he's definitely the one. You know, to say watch out for the quiet ones. You see him in a bar, he just be there having his drink. Wouldn't say wouldn't say nothing to nobody. But if someone come up to him and disrespected him, he'd say leave me alone or something. He, he just. He wouldn't have to raise a fist. He'd say something, he'd look at you and you'd move. Yeah, he's got that level of intensity. Very rare, very seldom seen. You know? Definitely, definitely. I think well, when he worked to show up in Glasgow, we saw him after as we were leaving the venue and you could tell people were just a bit unnervy. Do I approach him or not? Do I approach him or not? And I was, it's kind of good to have that because you know, it's it's the wrestling. It, mm. it is still that outside the building. You're like, hold on, that guy in the ring, he's like this, like, like kayfabe is still there, but he's not creating it. He's he's created it enough in the ring that people still believe it outside the ring. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like he's like one of you know you know you say oh well I I mean I'd say with wrestling certain people can't just get by on no. wrestling except for the exceptionals. I mean like Thatcher, there's not he's no nonsense. He's a wrestler. That's it. That's all he needs to be, and he's legitimate. You know what I mean? Like. That's all you need. Certain people can't get away no. with that. Because like you said, you'd see them outside of the ring and you'd probably walk past them. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing about them, you know? 
that like you need that level of realism in the ring, but also be able to carry, like you said, carry it outside when you're at the bar or something, and have that mystique. Yeah. You know, the yawn is a yawn. You don't know. Yeah, like, I, I, that's so, what yeah, I like uh, about wrestling is that is that mystique. I, I don't. That's why I've never been like a after show guy. I've never been to one, in, and I don't tend to and all that stuff. Cause I like to like have that kind of barrier where you're like is he isn't he really like that like i don't want to know that i don't want to know oh what 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 does he drink what 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 beer does he drink at the bar and all this stuff it's... yeah it's uh it is it, it kind of it just dilutes it doesn't it like you know they say never meet your heroes and all yeah. that stuff because when you do like you said it would just kind of yeah just uh i mean imagine you met hulk i mean hulk hogan again he's one of yeah. the ones who's always on he's just larger than life but like now, if you stay, he's like, yeah, do you want to look at my stamp collection? What? And you'd be like, oh, <laughs> show me the goddamn iPod. <laughs> you know? See, that's that's like, I've got friends who they get, they're always like, oh, we're going to the after show. I was like, nah, I don't want to. And then they're like, why not? And I was like, because I don't want to know the guy. Like, there's some, obviously, that you do get yeah. to know, but but not not because you've made the effort to go out and be like, right, I'm going to pester this guy until we speak. It can just happen. You know what I mean? Like, you can't help becoming friendly with someone but I don't go out of my way to know the person behind the character it's true it's true and you know like for me now even with me like my stuff is there's like it's a blur like when I was first doing the Twitter stuff like I'm getting workers messing me going is everything alright like and I said what are you talking about well what are you doing here what are you doing there I said, what like, ethics cushy. Yeah, I'm going through a bit of, bit of thing, but I'm just, I was still channeling my energy. The energy that was going on, I was channeling it into the rest, and I was still trying to yeah. make something of it, not realizing the severity, but, you know. Yeah, I had friends, friends were like, I, I was like, I'm loving what you're doing on Twitter. And they were like, but is he all right? I was like, of course he's all fucking right. He, he's a wrestler. Like, this is him being the character, being larger than life. And I, there was many people that I'm like, there's other people out there that other wrestlers that are the same. And I'm like, I think you've, because they've got acclimatized to getting to know people or trying to be in the business as fans. You're like, you just, what you see, you, you take as that's the character, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, that's it. That's, it's like, because they know, they, like you said, it's like they're getting to know the wrestlers. Like, I mean, when you're seeing wrestlers put their dog on a t-shirt or their cat on a t-shirt, like, I mean, what's that about? For me, that's not my... To me, that's not like... Do you imagine... I mean, there are probably certain things that... But we cater to children. Yeah. Not like... I don't want to see Terry the cat. I don't want to see whatever dog... Worker's dog is. Do you know what I mean? I, I get it. It's pandering. It's blatantly pandering. It's trying to sell a t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Do me a favour. Do you want to buy a shirt that you want... That you could wear? And it doesn't look like a wrestling shirt. Overt. Yeah, it looks definitely. Cool. You want to wear the shirt. It's my shirt. I want to even wear my own shirt. Do you know what I mean? That sort of level you want to work at. Yeah, like, you don't, like, yeah, some what? of the ones you do see, you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, that is just trying to bleed yeah. money out of people for that, that will basically buy anything that you put out, basically. Yeah, I mean, you you want to you want to try and get a shirt that a fan wants to buy, not because it, it caters to something specific or, like, uh, you want it. You want them to be a part of your brand. You want them to buy your shirt in this shape, like you said. I, I actually made a, I made um, a point of trying to see the t-shirt you had today. And it's bloody, I've lost it already. 
I see your. Uh, you've got too many t-shirts, <laughs> by the way, sir. What man? Hundred and eighty something. Fair play. Fair play. And I said to you, I'm going to send you. Like I know it took long enough for me to send out the original shirt. I'll get you out a shirt. It's excellent. Oh, yeah. It? yeah, I'm a big large. boy. Yeah. All right. No, no. And I think I said you, you eventually got the I love it. Was it? Or was it now? Was uh, like, it's the know. one with you, the cartoon you on it. Hey, I love you. I, I love you. Yeah. I love you. Uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, yeah, I'll find. I'll dig something out for you, and I'll I'll, I'll ping it across. Don't worry about it. Do you know what I mean? I still got a hat. Yeah, I've been wearing. <laughs> yeah, today's is uh, a Kevin Owens one. Yeah, yeah, Kevin. Oh, Kevin Owens is a G. What's that? The Kevin Owens fight. Owens fight. Oh yes. As I'm wearing it, I'm looking down, having to remind myself. But I. The bloody yeah, I met him at Mania, and I was freaking out because I've loved him since like indie days. And when I got in the queue, I got that, and he was like, "Just think, he goes, just think of me as a normal man." He goes, "I'm no better than you." And instant, brother, do you know what? No, no, sorry. Instantly calmed me down, and I was like. You know what? He's right. And then, he, and then he's randomly looked and then saw I had some shorts on. He was talking to me about shorts. He goes, I'll calm you down even more. And he was like, what are those shorts? And then he just took my mind away from it. And I was like, he's not just in it to mug the fans off for money. He's a, he seems like a genuinely a, a good guy. No, and that's the thing. Like, Because Kevin Owens in it of himself is just yep. himself. It's just him. He's a fighter. He's there to make. He's a prize fighter trying to make him yep. money. Simply put, you know, and he does for his size as well. He's bloody athletic for his size. He's like bam, bam, bigelow levels of like Definitely. athleticism. You know, so he's 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 top draw, like really enjoyable, great on the mic, X, Y, and Z. But the thing that really stood out for me, and I was going to share the thing with when I worked Zach, Zach Sabre Junior, and uh, he had said the exact same thing because obviously coming out of the school and stuff, you still have a kind of reservation because you kind of hold these people on pedestals yep. for whatever reason you idolize them whatever and it's fair there's nothing there's, well, there's nothing wrong to, to a degree not either one idolize anyone but zach said the exact same thing to me because i didn't want to annoy him at the bar say you're right mate but he said Look, just like you pal you know what i mean yep. we're the same both workers different levels whatever i'm paraphrasing what he said but like you said with owens calming yourself down you know what i mean it, it's it's humbling and it calms you down you think you're absolutely yep. right that's not to say you're gonna approach Rampage fan <laughs> or whomever, although he's a G anyways. It, like when I was talking about veterans, like Rampage Brown needs to be backstage on shows. Yeah. Like I'm making Moore. sure my wife's not listening because uh, Rampage Brown is, yeah, she's, she thinks he's a bit of a pretty boy. <laughs> she's a big fan. Oh, <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's a level he is. He's a good guy. Like those, those are the people that are seldom seen on shows and they don't even want to be part of these modern shows anyway because they're absolutely bumber class. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it is it's, it's true it's like it's really nice alright if it's a villain well, I don't know if Kevin don't, I, I think it was there, when still, it was that mania he hadn't been on TV for a while I think yeah and but he... regardless even still like as I was going to say there's, there's stories of like Brody and Hanson like being cushioned with fans but when the bell went on and Brody's coming at you Fuck with off, a swinging you chain away. It doesn't matter if you said hello to you at the bar, you're moving out of the bloody way because this yeah. guy will kill you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what I used to like when, but, if we went to shows and there was guys that were a proper heel, if you went to the merch table and they were still that guy. It was like Paul Robinson used to do it. You'd go to the merch table and he oh. would look miserable as fuck. But 
you were like, but he's doing that because he's portraying who he is. He isn't. He's not there being like, oh hi, how are you? Like nice guy. It's like no, nah, he's a he's a, he's one of the most horrible men in the world in the ring. So he's getting that across even when you're at the merch oh. table. I I love Robo. Robo is 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 one of one of the top G's as well. He's again, yeah, that's it. Well, sure, still in that venue. If you're even in the bar to a to a degree and a level, stick to it. Like you see it where you've just seen a 15, 25 minute audit match, yet they're standing next to each other selling merch. Yeah. Like, what's going on here, lads? He's still bleeding. Yeah, Pack definitely. It it's you know? I think in that sense there should be not like not the locker room, obviously, but at the merchants, there should be like a bad guy and a good guy like side so that they're not next to each other. So they're not just standing by side by side like, oh, can you pass me a Sharpie? Can I get a sh-? It shouldn't be like, you should be like, get the fuck away from me. Like still. And even like nick a shirt off and go, what are you going to do? You want to start Exactly. Here? I've still got to finish business with you, sausage. Definitely. You know what I mean? So away from that wrestling... Is- I know another love of, in your life is football. And your Spurs well, fan, are you not? I'm not a diehard I'm I'm not a diehard football fan, but I like like that's that is my team. I'm I'm Tottenham, but I've kind of become a a sort of like a honorary Millwall fan because I just like the the ethos, just their sort of like no nonsense yeah. approach. Never been to a game, but I am I am not like not diehard. Like I mean if Spurs are on, I'd give them a watch. But yeah, I'd say that was my team. Weirdly, in that my team have never played Spurs, so maybe we need to make that happen later. A shoot, like my team Shrewsbury Town, oh, we'll we're, we'll we're shit, <laughs> and you'd probably give <laughs> us give us a good fucking hiding. But and what what uh, Bro, what what, what, what uh, league today? one? Yeah, all right. So division yeah, two in old school, in old, in yeah. old money, old school stuff. <laughs> and also another thing as well is. I know it's your your big music man. Oh yeah, love what, music. Would you? We, we do a thing on the podcast each week where we pick two songs a week to like. Just to, if people want to listen, they can go listen to them. If not, then fuck it. it. It gets me and Marcel talking a little bit about music, which we love. So, what if you had to give us two songs for, uh, even just for me and Marcel to go listen to? Um. I'd give you one from Devo that I, I like. I mean, I listened to it for a while. Devo, uh, work, working on a coal mine, I really like. It's just Devo are, are, are level as well. Just just random noises and two funny, strange-looking men. Or at nice. Eve, anyway. So Devo, working on a coal mine. And um, I'll give you a reggae song, Greetings by um, Half Pint. That's a banger. That can, that can in, your, in your darkest hour, stick on Greetings by Half Pint. And if that doesn't bring you up, I mean, get yourself down to church and listen to some some Definitely. stuff. But those those two. Because do like whenever you put something on Instagram, there's always a song attached to it. And sometimes I'll go and like Spotify and be like, that like twenty seconds, whatever wasn't enough. Let's let's put the whole tune on. Oh yeah, everything I put on. Usually it's quite it's quite it, it kind of. Uh, it complements whatever I'm putting on, or it's like a subtle nod or a wink. Yeah, I think you put one, you shared something um, that I'd wrote, and you put, I can't remember what song it was, but it made me laugh because I was like, it makes sense to what what you'd shared. It made, it made sense. It was quite, I don't, I can't remember what the song was, but I just remember sitting there laughing and thinking, I can see why he's picked <laughs> that now. 
Oh yeah, there's always there's always a method to zoom hard off of myself. So I appreciate that's that. cool. Oh. I've got to end. What's I've got, got something for you. Uh, something stupid, bit daft. It's a quick fire round. Like I'll give cool. you. Don't 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 sell it to me like I daft and silly. All right, sweet. I, that's I, you're gonna love this. I've got this quick fire round for you. Sweet. Me and Marcel are stupid as fuck. <laughs> we like daft stuff, so I thought I'd. Oh, shooting stars. Oh, yeah, shooting oh, stars. Love it. love it. Vic and Bob. Oh, God. Vic's the real. I love Bob on uh, Twitter when he does that train guy. It's fucking hilarious. Oh. Carl, is it? Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I miss being, not being at work at the minute is because a uh, woman I used to sit next to in the office. She was she was into it, and we would just sit there like yeah, yeah and everyone would be like, "What the fuck are them two doing?" Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, so I'll start start yeah. off a little bit easy. So I'll go favorite color, burgundy. Favorite animal. I want to say dog. Favorite beer. Oh, nice. IPA. Not a drinker anymore, but I do like the non-alcoholic punk. Uh, punk IPA. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, not bad. Not bad. Right. Look into that. Uh, this is a bit of a weird one because I know you wear some nice trousers. Your favorite cut of trousers. Uh, favorite cut. Uh, boot cut. I'm looking down at me boots. I'm wearing a pair of salmon uh, slacks. Tasty. Now, so, yeah. Boot cut. This one is I've chosen for a reason because you say this word quite a lot. G one. Or 16 carat? I don't watch Japanese wrestling. It just doesn't do anything for me. So I'd say 16 Sweet. carat. Marmite, yes or no? Yes. Only fools and horses or till death do us part? Oh, I've got... Oh, it's hard! <laughs> till death do us part. I've got it, it? Oh, I love I've got it, but I love only fools and horses. So it's like... I said I've got it. I'm going till death do us part. That's controversial. Uh, yeah, it? Fuck it. <laughs> who cares no. I don't it's good I love TV it. it's very close it'll go 59 uh, 51 49 in favour of uh, Afghanit but then I've watched more Only Fools but I just Oof. love Afghanit Jelly Deals or Pie and Mash Pie and Mash Harry Kane or Teddy Sheringham Sheringham all day long baby Blur or Oasis Blur Vinyl or Cassette Final. Nice. This one might be controversial. Jim, okay. John, Sorry, or Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Jim Smallman on record. Definitely not Jim Smallman. Um, do you know what? Glenn Joseph. Nice. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or He Man? man he's a G. Nice. One man right. army. Nah, nah, this leads me on to the next one. Skeletor or He-Man? Come on, Nass. He-Man's going to whop Skeletor. I knew he said Skeletor. <laughs> He-Man will bosh up Skeletor. ECW or ICW? Come on, now. Nah. I've never done anything with ICW. ECW as the day is long. Sweet. Ireland or England? Come on now. <laughs> oh, raw Island, baby! <laughs> right, next one. 
I'm fucking plucking these out of my head now. I've wrote down about five, and now I'm like, oh, okay, what else can I, what else can I think of? Right, favorite type of car. One that bloody drives. <laughs> You're the same as me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Pub or bar? Pub. Easy. Good shout. Holiday abroad, holiday at home. Depends on the company. Um, depends on the company. If it's the love of my life, definitely. Let's 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 have it. Let's have it indoors and then go out on holiday. Sweet, holiday. sweet. Last one. Chuck Mambo or William Eva? Nice. Chuck Mambo, man. All day long. I love Chuck. Have you got a story to end on that you that that's shareable? Won't get in trouble. A funny story, a road story. Uh, I'll share this one because it involves Chuck Mambo, and he loved this. Now, it was actually after the show where uh, it was IPW and Progress or the Endeavor show yep. merged. And we all went out for a Cheeky Nando's. I hate, I hate the term Cheeky Nando's, by the way. Cheeky Nando's and, and Banter can go into room 101. 100%. Absolutely pathetic words. Anyway, um, just Pony McCoy. Um, so anyway, we're at, my, we're at Nando's. And I remember I went up to, to get our food with Mambo. So me and Mambo ordered, I got chicken. And Mambo got some vegan beanie he got. Because obviously Mambo's a staunch yep. vegan. Very, very awesome guy commendable um and then we're sitting down and we're eating and we're having a laugh and a joke and such and uh mambo's eating away he's tucking away on his lovely vegan bean he goes oh man and i go what's up he goes does this look like chicken <laughs> <laughs> oh my days i'm fine i said yeah it's chicken he went oh man <laughs> I said, go up there and have a word. I said, that's bang out of order. You said vegan beanie. I was next to you. Got there. He went up there and said, you know, Mambo's such a nice guy. He's, he's sort of the earth levels. He's gone up and he's had that word, probably put it too nicely nice. Do you know what, what they give him? The greasiest portion of chips I've ever seen in my For life. sake. Nando's, if, you, if you're going to take gold to Nando's, I'm telling you, I'd sooner recommend McDonald's. And McDonald's, I'd sooner uh, suggest sewage water or sewage. <laughs> So, like, don't go to Nando's. I'm like, you know, people figuring up Nando's. Bloody it. Nando's is piss poor. It's overrated. I've been once. Food never leaves yeah. me to Spain. Yeah. If, oh, some people, it's like going to a bloody restaurant. It's just bloody yeah. Nando's. Everyone you know goes on about it. Like, me and my mate went once, and it was like, they were like, what kind of chicken do you want? What flavors do you want? And in the end, we were just like, I don't want to answer these questions. So, we just got up and went and got, like, something from Sainsbury's. I think we were like, nah. Do you know what I mean? Probably exactly. Wrong. I used to be like that with coffee. I used to be like that with coffee, to be fair. Like, uh, what coffee do you want? I just, just a black coffee, please. <laughs> now I'm a bit of a connoisseur, so... You know what I mean? Bit rich. <laughs> I'm not a coffee drinker. Bit rich, but I'm poor, really. Subscribe to Power Sport TV. <laughs> Use my code, I get some money. <laughs> I'm going to go do it now, just so you get a couple of quid. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well... Uh, or just subscribe to him in general. I, I genuinely think that's like, I'm not just saying that because I'm part of it, but I know John and he seems to be, he's really trying his best to cater for the yep. wrestling fan. So, has it got any old stuff on that's it? That's what I'd say. It, yeah, I mean, today he just, uh, he's sharing like, he's he's getting like a load of like, uh, like recordings from people uh, that have like, they re- like just say fans who've recorded it on like an old bloody 
camcorder, like interviews, backstage stuff, oh, wow. old British wrestling. So there's definitely um, there's something for everyone's palate, I think, and it's different. It's not something they could get on the network or elsewhere. I think it's truly unique, and he's only going to expand on that going forward. So, yeah, I mean, anyone listening, go check out Powers for TV and just support independent wrestling. If you if you give the big one and say hashtag support independent wrestling, and you've got a WWE network subscription, you're full of yeah. coffee. Do the right thing. So what about during lockdown? Ask your mate for their cold. Lockdown, I found is it IWTV, the American one. Uh, oh yeah, is that in the, that's independent uh, it's wrestling, a, it's isn't it? It's a fucking gold mine, and I'm like, that's all I watch now. And my mates are like, I'm talking about these wrestlers like from fucking deep dark part of America, and my mates are like, who the fuck are they? And I'm like, ah, oh, they're they're wrestling <laughs> in front of like ten fans, but it's on IWTV, and they're like, they're like, oh, the, so so it's on the network? No, it's not. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, he's going to get that people that just watch WWE and nothing else, nothing wrong with that. That's fair. That's if that's your thing, that's your thing. But yeah, there's like you said, there's so much out there and there's so much talent that will probably never see the proper light of day or the, get the plaudits yeah. they deserve. And that's fine too, like, as long as you get to do it and put a shift in I, while doing I it. I found a wrestler who I'd never heard of and he does a gimmick playing a dad. It's Dan the Dad, his name is. He plays like an embarrassing dad and <laughs> I'm. I'm, I've never heard the guy before, but in, in during lockdown, I'm like, I fucking love this guy. This guy is everything that wrestling should be. An embarrassing dad. Like, what, what a <laughs> oh. daft character, you know? But it works. I think. Well, it beats awkward teenager, which is like half the lockdown <laughs> now, anyway. So. <laughs> right, I'm going to end on that. I want to ask you about something. Lorraine Kelly. How did that come about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, mate, that was that was lovely. That was uh, literally I, I I do a bit of work with a modeling agency, Ugly Models. They 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 found me when we were doing like wrestling uh, training at a gym box in Covent right. Garden. Got uh, spotted by one of their talents. So come down. It's all right. It gives me a bit of work now and again. Get asked to do Lorraine. Do you want to shave your chest for pole dark or whatever? Yeah, cool. Sounds good. Decent bit of money. Not not great, but decent. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really funny. She's I'm backstage in the green room. She's all like, oh, rubbing up your <laughs> chest. Uh, on live TV, she starts giving, rubbing up me chest, going, "Oh, no, no. I just, I just me having a pop." I went, "Oh, me too," because it was big on the yeah. Me Too movement. Mate, she throws, she couldn't move quick enough. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, I remember Even... my mum was like, I think she'd watched it and she'd recognised you from. I can't remember how my mum just she remembers weird stuff, and I think I'd shown her a video of like something daft, and she's like, "Oh, one of them wrestling lot is on the telly," and then I was like, "No way, what on?" She's like, "Oh, Lorraine Kelly." I was like, what? And then I put it on and watched it. I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Uh, Even even when they did, you know, when they opened the doors and I walked out, right? I was like, should I do a cartwheel or something? They said, do whatever you want. And obviously, me balance (laughs) dropped. Like, I should have have done a pratfall or something. I should have proper done something. But I thought, nah, maybe they'll bring me back on. (laughs) Sure, if I would have done that, I would have went viral. (laughs) Like when, what's his name, Keith Lemon fell through that table on... Loose women or whatever, you could have been the new viral video. <laughs> oh. uh, well, it just wasn't meant to happen. I sh- in, in hindsight, I should have done the biggest pratfall, just made myself look an absolute klutz. And, but but you shot you know. it. Yeah, I shot it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. You know what happened? You're in front of... Happens to the you, were, you were in front of Lorraine Kelly. Like, and no wonder. I'd freeze. It was like many of a teenage boy's like first love. You were living out people. Young, you, know you were living started. out like thirty or forty year old men's 
teenage fantasies. Well, we could be related to uh, we shoot last name Ooh. is Kelly, so you never know. Oh. Yeah, there. Um, be an allegation somewhere <laughs> coming up. Boy, oh boy. What we next will be like uh, a pasta interbreeding on live telly. Oh, give over <laughs> incest levels. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to start it. I'm going to start this rumour now. Oh, so here we go. I'll, I'll support the rumour. I'll, I'll make a fake account. And just start recreating and sharing it. Cancel myself. I cancelled myself. <laughs> Brit Rex never cancelled William Eva. William Eva cancelled William Eva. Oh, I love Eva. it. Levels. I think that that is the perfect <laughs> way to end what I think was a perfect podcast then. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. No worries. I mean, I asked. I basically begged you. Didn't I I slip you a few quid to come on and all? Yeah, and I'm I'm just giving it you back when I subscribe. So, (laughs) didn't get nothing. Uh, But yeah, our first interview, and I think it's been a pleasure. And I forgot to say at the start, but Marcel, unluckily, he's uh, got to work, but he sends his uh, best wishes from Germany, was a text he sent while we were recording. Thank you, Shun. Yeah, that's, that's about as far as my German goes. Thank and I've been you. doing a podcast with him for six months. So need to put in more of an effort. <laughs> but yeah, do, big, big love do you Marcel. want to give out your social medias or, you, or it's up to you? Why not? Why not? I mean, if anyone anyone want to listen and want to follow to follow me, yeah, you can follow me on Instagrams at The Believer. That's T-H-E-V-I-L-L-E-A-V-E-R. And on Twitter, it's WWE. That stands for We Want Eva the Believer. So WWE the Believer. Not anything else. Don't get misconstrued. <laughs> so yeah. And also subscribe to Power Tour TV because I've got a show weekly on there. Monday they put a new episode out. And uh, yeah, they edit it really well. So that's me in a nutshell. Dark and and tell him he's wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> Super. Right. Thank you very much for coming on. And uh, uh, maybe who, who can say we might have you back on when all this has turned around and yeah, we'll see sure. see what's happening. I mean, yeah, we could we could we could review a show like NXT or some sort of rest of the show and I'll I'll be new, watching. It's news to me because uh, I've not watched NXT Europe in months, so I mean you're probably not missing much. Well actually, do you know what? A kid, watch out for A kid. I think he I really am a fan of his. I think he's a good, very good talent. Someone to keep an eye keep on. Keep an eye on him. And uh the women's the women's division is pretty good. I've got to give it credit where it's due. Other than that, <laughs> superb. Well, thanks very much. And uh, as always, follow us at STDM Pod on Twitter. Listen on. I'm trying to remember where we are now: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And me and Marcel see you on the next episode. But again, thank you so much, Bill, for coming on, and we wish you all the best. I'm right back at you, G. Have a good day and much love and speed. Ciao, mate.